0: Our gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter. This is one of the accounts of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Remember last week, he was baptized. After the baptism, he was led into the wilderness where the devil will greet him. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple and said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and said, All of this I will give you if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended to Jesus. This is our Gospel reading. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is another great day. It is another wonderful day for most of us living here in the United States and other countries around the world. We, while we worship freely and go from place to place, we watch the accounts over in Ukraine with sadness as a bully over there is totally destroying a country. I don't know what's going through his mind and neither does anybody else. Everybody's got their theories what's going through Putin's mind, but it certainly is not good. And as Sheila alluded to earlier this morning, we need to pray for the people in Ukraine. We need to pray for the Christians. People who are trying to leave the country and yet... Shells coming from the sky. You could say that Putnam's greatest thing is temptation. He wants control of the country and he's tempted to take control of it one way or another. This indeed is a big sign of what temptation can do to a person. It doesn't happen to just big leaders. It happens to us as individuals as well. Back in the Garden of Eden, when God specifically tells us, do not do this, do not eat from this tree, we are tempted and we eat of it. And I'm sure even in our everyday lives, whether we even realize it, the devil is on our shoulders saying, did God really tell you not to do this? He's tempting us at all levels. Jesus himself, the Son of God, who created everything, it's going to be tested. This will be the ultimate test for Jesus. For our sake. Because of what happened in the Garden of Eden and what is yet to happen for us, this point in history is when Jesus is going to be confronted personally with the devil. Jesus had been fasting for 40 days. Most of us, we can't go four hours without food. And he went 40 days. So you can imagine that if you can't go four hours without food, and, and I hear from my girls, I'm hungry. <laughs> well, we just ate three hours ago, they're hungry. And the devil knows that the flesh is weak. The devil knows that the flesh needs food and nourishment. And so the devil comes to Jesus and says, Hey, take these stones and turn them into bread. You can do that. It actually parallels a point in history as well. Moses had fasted for 40 days, partaking of neither food nor drink, before receiving the Ten Commandments. In Exodus 34, it says, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. It also parallels with Elijah the prophet, who had taken on a journey. In 1 Kings 19.8, it says, So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Oreb, the mountain of God. And then later on, Jesus comes into the picture and says, Take these stones and turn them into bread. Jesus would teach that the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. He says, I am the bread of life. Jesus reiterated the fact that he does not live by the physical food that is given to us, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is what we are to be living by. Jesus did not give in. But that's not enough for the devil. He doesn't give up. He doesn't give up with Jesus. Didn't give up with Adam and Eve in the garden. And he won't give up with us. He will continually try to tempt us. So he tempts Jesus again. Takes him to a high pillar in a city. And says, Hey, you know, if he jumped down from here, It is written that your angels will protect you. You will not strike a stone against anything. You will be taken care of. The devil's trying to tempt Jesus into using his power. And he says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. The first temptation that we have with Jesus is the. Do with basically self-satisfaction with self-food. The second one has to do with self-glory. The devil says, you can do this if you are the Son of God. He's tempting Jesus with the words, if you are the Son of God. But Jesus knows that he's the Son of God. And the devil says, well, if you are then throw yourself down. And to us, he's saying, if you're Christians, then surely this or that is permissible. After all, isn't it written that God will look after you? We cite Psalm 91 for Cody and all those serving. And the devil actually cites part of that. To Jesus, but he fails to cite the most important part. He cites, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. But he fails to conclude by saying, The serpent you will trample underfoot. The devil knows what to try to use for scriptures and manipulate it into ways that makes it appealing to us. He tried doing that with Jesus and did not succeed. The children of Israel had tempted God in the wilderness by putting him to the test, saying, is God with us or not? And the psalmist warns us, today if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As in the day of the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and put me to the proof. We must be weary, be careful of the temptation that God is placing in front of us. Then comes the third temptation. Perhaps that's the one that we can relate to the most. The audacity of Satan shows his true colors. He says, take some up to a high mountain. And imagine if you're up in a high mountain, you could just see for miles and miles around all the splendor of the nations. And the devil says, I will give you this if you fall down and worship me. All the riches of the world. I'll give it to you. How does he do that in a temptation in our lives? We want bigger boats. Faster cars. Bigger houses. We want more of this and more of that. The temptations lure all around us. We want more, more, more. And the devil says, you can get more. Because the more you have, the more distracted you're going to be away from God. That'll be good for me, he says. And that's what Jesus is trying to avoid in the wilderness, saying, no, absolutely not. Get away from me, Satan. I've had enough of you. God rules. The devil tries to take over and doesn't. So once God tells the devil to get away, the devil leaves. Actually, (laughs) listened. If you think about that. The devil leaves. And then the angels came and ministered to Jesus. Now, I was thinking about this story and how it can really actually kind of relate in our lives. I kind of came up with something that I thought was kind of interesting, the way I I had kind of interpreted. You know, because we got the hunger, which we can go through if we don't eat sufficiently. The temptations that are out there. We have the comfort of riches and wisdom worshipping other gods, money, whatever it might be, we tried we put them on a pedestal. All that is happening in our lives because of the flesh that we're in. Because the flesh is weak. The flesh is desiring. The flesh wants this, the flesh wants that. And then the devil left him and I'm thinking, the devil left. The weakness of the flesh will die. Our flesh will be returned to dust, as it stated in Genesis. Angels minister to Jesus, and I'm thinking, you know what? That is like us being united with Jesus up in heaven at the end. So we have the temptations of the flesh all around us. The flesh will die, but our soul will be united with Jesus Christ in heaven. Why? Because Jesus Christ avoided the temptations of the devil for us. Despite his hunger for going 40 days and 40 nights without food, did not turn the stones into bread. Did not jump off the high point in the city. Did not bow down and worship the devil because he could see all the splendor in the world. Absolutely not. Jesus is our king, he is our armor. He is our love. And that's why we reach out to Jesus in times of trial, in times of tribulation, in times of temptation. We reach out to Jesus and say, give me the strength to get through this because I don't want the devil behind me. Jesus, more than once in the Bible, says, tells the devil, get behind me. Because it is only God that we should be worshiping. That is why it is so important for us. One of our assets that we have as a congregation, as individuals, is prayer. In the moment of temptation, we pray to God and ask Him, take that away from us. Take the temptation away from us, Lord, because I don't want any of it. We pray to God that he will send some sort of a messenger over to Russia and tell that person over there to back down, that what he's doing is totally wrong. Yes, we need to pray for the Ukrainians over there that are suffering, that are dying, that are being injured. You have the army that's over there. It's not fair to blame the Russians because they're only doing what their boss is saying because if they don't do what their boss says, they die. A lot of them are saying, I don't know what we're doing over here. They know the struggles of life. Meanwhile, we got this whole world that is trying to do everything possible by the logistic and rules that we have in place, trying to help. And we as a congregation, we as individuals, we as a nation of God need to pray earnestly a day of prayer to pray that this will come to an end. Some will say, well, this is the end of time. And as bad as it is, if you read through the book of Revelation, it gets a lot worse before the end actually comes. In a little bit, we're going to partake of Holy Communion. It is a time when we be, are totally, fully united with Jesus Christ. The blood of the Lamb of God that was given for us. Who overcame the temptation of the devil. Who died on the cross for us so that our sins can be forgiven. So we do have that promise of everlasting life. That despite everything that we go through in life, all the temptations, everything that is around us trying to pull us this way and that way and it's very strong. If our faith is totally, truly in Jesus Christ and as one of the hymns that we sang this morning talks about throughout the course of the whole day we give God glory and praise. Then at the end when our flesh fully dies we will be reunited with Jesus up in heaven. And I say reunited because we were united back in the Garden of Eden before the temptation. When the temptation came, we were ripped apart. But at the end of time, God will reunite us again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is something to look forward to. No matter what happens. I mean, you look at us as a congregation. You look at us as a nation Yeah, I know, there's issues in our nation. There are problems in our nation. I have to tell you, it's nothing. Absolutely nothing compared to other parts of the world. What if on our way over here to church, there was military vehicles shooting at the church? shooting, coming into Sisseton, and bombing the town. And we think we have it rough, don't we? No, we don't. Praise God that he has blessed us with so many things, with our lives, a sense of peace, a sense of calmness. Yes, we have the tiny little temptations that are all around us, but we will overcome. Through Jesus Christ. God is great. God is wonderful. The devil, he can go fly kite. Want nothing to do with him. Because God is my Savior now and forever. Amen. May the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.